You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler, a couple of footy legends covering all things sport. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sorento has landed and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yes, Sports Day it is. Badge and Sats here with you. And uh, that's what it was last night, Sats. You know what song that is? Purple Rain. Purple Rain, the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. 2020 NRL Premiers. And uh, and what a performance it was, Badge. Yep. Highly impressive. It was. Thanks, yeah. Prince. Good on you, mates. Um, now, yeah, they, they had a, a, a great win. Uh, Panthers fans not so sure about that, I suppose. But they... Um, they just couldn't really get into the game earlier. It reminded me of my side the week before the Raiders up against the Melbourne Storm, who are such professionals. But what, what a big weekend of sport it was. And, of course, the AFL grand final on Saturday night uh, from the Gabba. Uh, and, a, and a very good game too. Geelong were well and truly in that game at halftime before, uh, before Richmond took over. Um, the running of the 100th Cox Plate. Massive sats. You're not into the horses as much as I am. but that was I a missed big it, sorry. Thing. The uh, Sir Dragon A, Glenn Boss on board, on uh, the the, uh, the winner there. And um, Storm, yeah, then the Storm victory. I see Craig Bellamy thinks, now you can get excited about these things when they happen because it's the most current, most recent. Uh, but there were some challenges along the way. Craig Bellamy thinks it's the best grand final win possibly during his reign. Now they... They won in 1999 without him, that amazing grand final. Second year in the second year. Yeah. But under Craig, they've won the 2007, 2009, 2012 and 2017 grand finals. That's the fifth one they've won. Mm. I know they've taken a couple off them, but they won the grand finals. Yep. And he said that's the, uh, the best during his reign. I was so surprised. I thought for them to hit back and win in 2012 after the dramas of the salary cap scandal and the points being taken off them and players leaving – Although that, that one was uh, outstanding. It was pretty special. It wasn't a badge, the 2012 mm. one, but they still had that core group of, of genius players there. Mm. Yeah, your Hoffman and your Slater and your Cronk and, and your Smith and co. But I tend to agree, 2020 was a different year for everyone, more so for the Warriors and the, and the Storm. Didn't Ryan were... Hoffman leave during that salary cap? Year? No, no, he was there. He was there. He right. scored a try. He did leave. He went to went over to England and came back yep. Yeah, for that 2012 year. And... um. But for them to be positioned up in South uh, Sunshine Coast, away from initially for initial part of that period, away from their families, and their families obviously join them. But you know, out of your natural surroundings for for four or five months is yeah. a huge ask, and then to be able to play no home games, and I know they've got a good good success in Queensland when they play at um, Sunshine Coast or Sunshine or Suncorp Stadium, but still not to be able to play at home every round. Mm. 
they made that their tough home as well. up there. They made that their home in mm. Queensland and on the Sunny Coast Stadium. Hey, I should have said off the top sets, how are you? I mean, your side, yeah. the Penrith Panthers, I mean, you're such a, um, an integral part of their last grand final win in 2003. And um, to see your side beaten, were you a bit deflated? I was. I was really deflated at halftime, of course. Uh, I, I felt, nil I felt the scoreline really flattered Panthers, to be quite honest. I thought they were, Did you? Yeah, I thought they were well off their game. Well, there was someone who said the exact opposite to you in commentary. Who's that? Oh, Phil Gould. Yeah, Garcia. He thought the, the scoreline should have, you know, they, they weren't that bad, that they they probably... Actually, we've got a bit of it here, um, and I want to ask you what you think, uh, 15.33. What do you think about the uh, the commentary? Because a lot, of comment, a lot of people saying it was biased, but just have a listen to this. I honestly feel like the Panthers are on top. The run of the play, I feel like they're doing better than the Melbourne Storm, but the Melbourne Storm have been able to keep the scoreboard ticking with the penalty try and the penalty goals. The scoreboard's not as bad as what it obviously feels to them. These young players have got a history of chasing down big scores. I've seen them do it a dozen times. I've seen them do this a dozen times. Well, it was an extraordinary game. The, the opening to the game was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And as I said at halftime, the 22-0 scored line was very unfair on the Panthers. Now, from that point of view, you listen to that and you think, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of bias. There's two teams playing that grand final. And, um, and a lot of the focus from Gus was around the Penrith Panthers. Now, first and foremost, he's got a great passion for the club. He's been mm. heavily involved as a coach, a premiership winning coach, going back and doing a lot of work with the club. And... He's got inside information about individual players. He's got really good backstories about players as well. So he, he has got that emotional attachment to the Penrith Panthers. And I don't think Gus needs to make any allowances or he needs to – I don't think he needs to also offer any apologies for his passion for the club. Oh, oh, it's I, no different in Origin Badge. But I, mean, so, I, didn't, I didn't see it uh, too far diff- – I, I, I sent you a text about half an hour in saying nothing is going the Panthers' way. Mm. They just couldn't get that bounce of the ball. They just couldn't get things to go their way. And you make your own luck, and Melbourne yep. deserved everything they got, but they just couldn't – it just wasn't go, wasn't their night in that first half. That was always going to be difficult to come back from 22-0 down, and then 26-0 it was. down early in the – in the second half, so what do you think? Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. If you watch the Channel Nine coverage, what do you think? Did you think it was it was biased? Do you think it's uh, you can make allowances for Gus because yeah. he's got great passion and good history for the club as well? I I didn't see anything wrong with it because I you know I watch Origin and I see Gus is so passionate about New South Wales where he's had success as a coach before. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as you've got someone there to balance it up as well. I, I don't. I don't think it was bias. I just think I mean, when I call the Raiders or I call Queensland games, I, I I I don't try to hide my passion for those teams, but I try to stay balanced. I think I think Gus was balanced. I don't think he was he was at any stage saying stuff that that was way out of whack. And I can see why he loves his Panthers so much. But that text number again is zero four double seven seven three six. Seven three six. Uh, how about the refereeing? Some con- controversial calls. I, I felt they probably went a bit both ways. There was a there was a well, well straight away there was the try to um, Justin Ollum the first try and some people blowing up, but there had to be a penalty try. When well, that's he, the Slater when he got rule. His, got his yeah, you yeah, can't Slater rule. Throw your legs into a tackle when someone's trying to score, even when they're not. You can't mm. throw you can't throw your legs in there first, and that's unfortunately how it. What happened with um, uh, Tyrone May? Yep. 
And then there was the Panthers hitting back a few minutes later on the left side through Mansour, and that was ruled uh, a no try. That was ruled uh, an obstruction. Which is a fair Stephen call. Crichton yep. just held up Brenko Lee uh, long enough that he, he couldn't. Yeah, And it had to be that way as well. But there are some people blowing up about the refereeing that they think it was a bit un. Unfair. Yeah, I thought there. Was, I thought there were some dubious calls. Um, there was one against the Panthers when it went out towards that eastern side touchline. The the replay showed that when the pass went backwards, it was touched by a Melbourne player, so it should have been six to go for Penrith. Uh, but again, when it's on the run, it's really difficult to make those calls. Uh, there was also the Brian to- oh, try yeah, that there shouldn't have been. There was no try, and I'm expecting Graham to come runs. out this week and yeah. and probably. Uh, agree that it shouldn't be given a try. Now, uh, that's the bunkers. That's the bunkers' fault. Um, but also, Jared Sutton should know on the run that Isaiah catches the ball behind the player, runs behind him, and kicks it. Yeah, to his advantage. But, yeah, so, I, I think I think he probably thought that. But then the bunker has said that was okay. That's that was alarming for me. Um, my right. biggest concern for Jared Sutton is I, I think sometimes he can make calls. Without using the bunker, I know the bunker's there, but we either go to the bunker for everything, or you give the ability, have the ability to make calls on the run as well. And I think Jared Sutton sometimes lets himself down in that in that in that moment. What do you think uh, again uh, about the refereeing last night? Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Chris Nelson soon with a racing Queensland update, but time now for our grand final review. Sports Day, Sports Update. Yeah, turn unpaid invoices into cash, scottpack.com.au. Uh, yeah, the Storm survived all that stuff to get that uh, that Olam try. Um, the, the start sats, I know the way it started, Penrith kicked off. Unconventional. Storm, yeah, it bounced. Melbourne Storm made a, made a mistake, couldn't clean it up. Panthers all of a sudden have the footy. You reckon that worked against them? I think it did. I think it did, Badge, because uh, when you're playing the big games, even just your normal NRL games, but when you're playing grand finals, they always talk about the softening up period. But what that gives you the ability to do in really big games, like the Origins, like your grand finals, is you go tit for tat, set for set, um, and that allows you to get into a really good rhythm within the game. Uh, You can be physical in defence, um, you can just start to edge your way into the game when it comes to when it comes to your attack, finding your timing, getting all that right. And so that first fifteen minutes, because Badge, I've always believed the grand final is not how you handle the week or how you handle the occasion. The grand final week, it's how you handle those first ten or fifteen minutes. How do you feel after the first ten or fifteen minutes of the side? Do you feel as though you're in the game? You're starting to get some ascendancy. Mm. And, and I thought the Penrith Panthers, they looked really relaxed all week. I think they had a lot of exposure and attention on them because the other team was trapped away trapped up away, yeah. the, the Sunshine Coast. So they absorbed all this attention and all this pressure. Um, I got told that James Fisher-Harris was really nervous in the, game, in the days leading up to the game, talking to the coaches around, around he can't stop thinking about the game, can't sleep. And whether that means that they tried to overload them throughout the week or whether it was just the occasion itself. Yeah. But the start of the game, I felt as though when, when they kicked off the, the Penrith Panthers and, and the Branko Lee turned it over for the Melbourne Storm. So all of a sudden they've got a midfield scrum in the first 10 seconds. They're thinking, there's no softening up period. We're on the attack right now. And I, when, you, when you've got adrenaline pumping, your timing all of a sudden, you're two steps ahead rather than being in the right position. 
uh, your depth all of a sudden goes out the window because you're on the front foot. You want to be able to score points. You want to be able to get involved. So I, I, I really believe that the Panthers weren't able to get into that that arm wrestle early mm. on, which you really want to gauge what your your adrenaline, your your um, energy levels are like defensively. So straight away they were frantic. And I think that was the best way to explain it, that they were frantic really early on. They are trying to score points. There's a couple of occasions where they should have scored points, but because they were, they were such full of such adrenaline, their timing was out, their decision-making was out, and straight away I felt as though when they didn't score in those first few minutes, it deflated them a little bit because Melbourne Storm just withstood them time and time again. Well, I think especially with Melbourne going to the other end and a few minutes later scoring early through all of that, um, that hurt them. Mm. So, um, hey, we're going to be joined pretty soon by uh, Dave Donachy, the Storm CEO, to see how, uh, how things are going. I'm not sure. I don't think he's in the bubble. But there's a, a lot to talk to him about, about their uh, Melbourne Storm and their celebrations and what this means to, to them as a, uh, as a club. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen, the Clive Churchill medal. I tell you, he, uh, he had some big moments, didn't he? Big young moments. fullback for the Melbourne Storm. That try. I mean, we all love long-distance tries, but that try when he broke through, he went untouched. He went in between Tyrone May and Nathan Cleary. Really bad read from, from Cleary, and he didn't really adjust it, he Tyrone May. But when he got into open space 80 metres out, he was never going to be touched. But it's one of those memorable, I think one of those memorable moments we're going to see. He came up with another memorable moment, which we're going to allude oh, to a little yeah. bit later on. Yeah, from the penalty. From the penalty. What about, was there any other players' team. badge if, if Pappenhausen wasn't Clive I Churchill? Thought, I think Big Nelson was very, very was good. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Yeo, I thought, did a, was lot, a lot of work yeah. for the yeah. Panthers. Again, he was probably the best player. Jerome Hughes week. in the first half was one of the best players on the field. Mm. He was absolutely outstanding. Mm. Yes, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, plenty of it. Um, he got sin binned. And, yeah. And you thought that was a bit over the top. It was about nine minutes to go. I actually thought it was a right decision because he he definitely changed his line uh, for big Billy Allen kick out a chase through. And it was a professional foul. I mean, we don't know what kick out. Kick out, I'm pretty sure, wouldn't have, well, he wouldn't have scored, but he could have had a bigger effect on the play. Pappenhausen got it and got back out of the field of play. Yeah, so. yeah I, I, don't, I didn't think he deserved a. Deserved a sin. But I mean, you see James Fisher-Harris who who blindsided Brandon Smith after he delivered the ball and had that whiplash effect. Mm. I mean, I mean that, that could end up being a serious a serious action, yeah. but yet just gets put on report. So I, I suppose there's arguments for all of them throughout the When was the, the last team, time a team won a grand final with only 11 players on the field? Because they had a, a late sin bending as well. Uh, do you the, know the answer? No. I, 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 I remember did. Phil Sigsworth was sent off in a grand final in the first... In the first half, but I don't know about eleven up. players. No, mm. I don't they're just they hanging on, but weren't they? Yes, they were. Yeah. Now, um, Cameron Smith could uh, get an unwanted parting gift for if it is in fact his last game, uh, a potential fine because he questioned the integrity of the match officials. Um, he he did say to the ref something around that you're, you're trying to set up an exciting finish um, when Jerome Hughes was was sin bin. So you got to be careful there, I guess. Um, Tried to grab some audio of that for you to listen to, but it's just you just can't really hear it very well. But he could be in a little bit of uh, a little bit of trouble there. All right, so we got lots to uh, to get through. That's our sports day grand final review for scottpack.com.au. Financer keeps your business moving. Turn unpaid invoices into cash or access funding to build your fleet. Scottpack.com.au. Now, before we go to a break, sports day's giant performance of the day for Giant Bicycles. We're still riding with you. And after the game, Sats, and you've been involved in this, you've, uh, 
You've been there after winning a grand final. Melbourne Storm players in the dressing rooms singing up a storm. their theme song. Oh, who knows? Yeah, they sing it quite a bit. I've seen a fair bit of vision over the years. Craig Bellamy, what was his favourite song when he was a young Yeah. Maybe that was it. Uh, That's Sports Day's Giant performance of the day. For Giant Bicycles, we're still riding with you. Winners are grinners. Losers can get ready for next year. I reckon the Penrith Panthers are big things next year, aren't they? They'll be top four, top two. uh, No doubt at all. A big chance of going on with it. Racing news now with Chris Nelson. Now on Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. G'day, Chris Nelson. Jason, how are you going? Yeah, mate. It's been, been a big weekend. Jeez, this is a slow Monday, this one. Mate, what's happening in uh, Racing Queensland news this week? Well, we've got a, a quietish week this week uh, when it comes to meetings. That's because we've got an absolute uh, cracker of a week next week, being Melbourne Cup week. There's uh, race meetings all over the place, and on most days there's uh, multiple race meetings. But as for this week, uh, we don't kick off until on Wednesday when we head to Ipswich. We've got nothing on Thursday, which is a rarity. We go to Kilcoy on Friday, course we're at Doombin, sorry, Doombin, Aquas Gold Coast and Aquas Bow Desert on Saturday, Toowoomba Saturday night, and nothing at the Sunshine Coast on this Sunday. That's being held over, of course, to Cup Day Tuesday. We are racing at Innisfail something different there on uh, on Sunday afternoon. So there you go. There'll be plenty of meetings to still back a winner, but not quite as many as uh, we have had in previous weeks and certainly next week, Jay. It's the car before the storm, so to speak. Radio for the latest Queensland racing news, meetings and form, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Get racing, gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Chris, we'll do it again tomorrow. Look forward to it. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, gentlemen. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. Dave Donachie, the Melbourne Storm CEO, will join us after the break. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. He gets a line of 20. The Melbourne Storm! The Melbourne Storm have won it. Gafusi intercept. They have fallen. They have fallen, the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, of course, uh, they did win the grand final last night, the Melbourne Storm 26 over the Penrith Panthers 20. And good enough to join us on the line at the moment, Dave Donaghy, the Melbourne Storm CEO. I guess the first thing we should say to you, Dave, is congratulations to all concerned. What a fabulous season for the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's, um, it's been a, uh, a massive year, not just for us, but the entire league and uh, I think the entire country, to be honest, uh, and uh, you yeah, know, to get through at the end, and you know, I always say in sport, you get what you deserve, and and for the commitment, and effort, and uh, discipline and determination that our group showed, I, I certainly think they got what they deserved this year. So I couldn't be more prouder of them. Yeah, uh, Craig Bellamy's actually said that he thinks it could be the best 
grand final that he's been involved in. You've been there previously when they uh, had a win in 2017, and um, I think you might have even been at the club back in 2012. How did that feel to you, like, uh, compared to the others? Uh, well, look, certainly from a... Um, I think this year, more than any, it's been far more emotional. And, and yesterday, I think uh, everyone saw it with Craig in the coach's box. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, that, that reflected that, uh, that level of, 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 uh, of pent-up emotion. But, you know, it, it, it meant so much, uh, the commitment sacrifice that um, the entire group had to make to, uh, to, to, to get the competition going and... Yeah, they've been away from uh, from Melbourne for four or five months, and um, yeah, the fact that uh, we're able to to get to this point and then to, to actually win the competition, you know, it, it meant the world, and and we couldn't be uh, couldn't be happier, and and hopefully uh, everyone back in Melbourne uh, got a level of satisfaction out of it. So mm. yeah, it was, it was a terrific night, and uh, yeah, great fun. Yeah, Dave, for Frank Panisi and his, and his uh, rugby league department, was it business as usual throughout the week? You know, being based on the Sunshine Coast resembles a little bit about being in Melbourne also grand final week where all the attention is based on the Sydney-based club? Oh, the guys, uh, when, when they first went up, uh, or, or when, when post-COVID uh, happened, um, you know, they, they, they took a mindset of uh, adapting and overcoming and, 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 and certainly the They've done that, um, and, and, and this week was no different. Uh, you know, I know there was a lot of discussion around Cameron Smith, and I, I think uh, I think Cameron's slightly he, he's, a, he's a genius here, and that um, you know he, he would have absorbed that. He's played more games uh, than anyone else in, in, in our uh, our coach history, and you know he would have he would have absorbed all the pressure on behalf of all the young guys in our squad. And we've got a lot. I know people will say we're, we're quite an old squad, but uh, we've got a lot of players a lot of experience in the team and you know they were able to just focus on their job this week and and last night uh, you know the start was amazing and, and the ability ability to keep going and, and to, to to build up a lead at half time was was terrific and I was so pleased to see them get the job done at uh, you know the second half and a few scary moments in the back end but um mm. you know they, they, were, they were so well prepared and uh and um you know they they uh, they, they got the result in the end is that what makes them so hard to beat in the big games? All the all the points you just touched on, Dave. Because Craig Bellamy, after the game, when being interviewed by Freddie Fitley, said, "There's more teams in the NRL that are far more talented than than us, but this team is far more determined." Is, is that is that pretty much hit the mark? Uh, I think Craig's been a little bit humble there. He's he's got some pretty good cattle at his disposal. I think <laughs> uh, uh, there's, there's about seven or eight Origin players there this year, and. You know, you obviously you've got Cameron Smith who 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 does who who isn't playing playing Origin and you know uh, probably half the uh, New Zealand forward pack. So you know, he's got a, he's got a pretty good uh, pretty good um, uh, a list at his disposal. And um, you know when when you throw that in the mix with the uh, with the attitude that that Craig um, would have uh, articulated uh, post game to Freddie Fittler. Uh, around work ethic and uh, and attitude, um, it, it, it it creates a pretty lethal mix, and you know, it's it's uh, it, you know it, it ultimately reflected on the field last night, and you know uh, they they did a great job. Firstly, getting getting out of the blocks, you know, probably probably pretty big risk um, post Canberra. Canberra, a really tough team, big team, and um, you know you. you, you you could uh, you could mount an argument for uh, for our guys coming out a little bit sluggish, um, you know, travelled the night before, a little bit of a change in routine, and 
you know, the fact they were able to start uh, start really strongly and bring it home at half time and and then hold on the second half, um, you know, back their fitness, um, really testament to the uh, to the entire program. Yeah, we've got Melbourne CEO Dave Donaghy on the line. Dave, for administration reasons and whatever else, you you weren't inside the bubble. Have you? You wouldn't have been able to have any direct contact with the the players and the staff, I guess. You'd all all from a distance uh, celebrating the the big win last night. Yeah, it was last night. It was a little bit uh, a little bit different. Uh, we didn't ask a question, to be honest. Uh, uh, you know, we had a few of the connections up from from uh, from Melbourne and. Um, uh, we had a few a few of our sponsors, and really, it, it I didn't want to take the risk around um, you know impacting the ability of the team um, to, to, to to get back to the, not just the team but the family as well. We had two planes uh, getting back into Queensland. There's a whole range of um, border restrictions and, uh, and government protocols we had to adhere to. So um, you know, we, we we had to let them. Uh, uh, do uh, uh, do that and celebrate that, and you know it's it's um, you know we're sort of like uh, all of our members and fans back in uh, back in Melbourne, following following it on social media and been recapping it today, and you know, just just the sheer joy and excitement that uh, that the players were, were were taking out of that. It's um, it, it was so warming to see, particularly given how challenging um, the year's been for everyone back home. Yeah, yeah, no doubt at all, and. Um... You know, you mentioned before there are some some very talented players there, but can, can you tell our listeners a bit of the the Ryan Pappenhausen story? Why it was so must have been so uplifting for everyone at the Melbourne Storm to see how well he played and and picking up the Clive Churchill medal. Guy's a star, and he's he's a you know everyone loves Ryan. He's he's um, he's a really um, uh, t- obviously a talented young man, but he's uh, he's a really good young guy. Um, I think he was school captain uh, of the school he went to in um, Sydney. He was a prefect. Prefect. Uh, he's a he's a lovely, uh, lovely kid from a terrific family. His, his parents, Neil and Rachel, were there last night, and um, you know he he came down to Melbourne looking for an opportunity. Um, we sold him on the opportunity of uh, replacing Billy Slater. And, um, I must admit, the, the first time I saw him, uh, and you know him well, um, Paul Bunn showed me um, some footage of Ryan, I think when he was 16 or 17. And I swore at the time it was a reincarnation of Billy Slater and hmm. nothing I've seen since has um, deviated me from that thought. Uh, and, uh, I think for, for Ryan, the fact that um, you know he's been mentored by Billy um, for the last couple of years has certainly held him in good stead. And you know, he's gone from strength to strength and... Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if they've announced the New South Wales team, but when they do, he'll be he'll be there. And you know, I think at some point, if he's not pushing uh, James Tedesco uh, for the number one fullback spot, he will be uh, he will be shortly. And, you know, he's a terrific young man, terrific player, and I think he's a great ambassador for our sport. So yeah, we we wish you know, everyone in rugby league to be really uh, really proud of uh, proud of the young fellow around how he's going. Yeah, very humble speech last night as well. Now, do you have ankle monitor bracelets on Brandon Smith and Cam Munster? <laughs> I, I think uh, I think we're going to need it. Um, uh, I think young Munster's maturing enough, but uh, I think young Brandon Smith, uh, we might have to handcuff him somewhere. So he's um, he's a he's a lovely kid, Brandon, but um, yeah, he's still got a streak in him. So I'm sure he'll uh, he'll have a good time and. 
um, yeah, he, he's uh, yeah, he, he he'll be the life of the party up in uh, up in Queensland. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, he's a he's a throwback. Now, twenty twenty two at this stage, uh, Craig Bellamy uh, will be leaving the club as the head coach. How long has the process? How long has that been going on to try and identify who replaces him? Oh, it's still a work in progress. Uh, you know, he's um, Craig. Uh, uh, for as long as I've known Craig and I've known him uh, for, uh, I've worked with him for probably 15 years, um, uh, all up across two stints. Um, you know, Craig, uh, Craig always says it's his last time every time. <laughs> um, when he's, uh, when he's coming towards the end of his, um, his, uh, his tenure. So, um, I'm not sure it will be, but, um, yeah, that, that'll all play out. But, uh, but certainly, yeah, we've we've got a number of our assistants. You know, we've got uh, uh, Jason Riles, uh, Mark Brentnell, terrific young men that have uh, are doing a great job and and certainly uh, um, have uh, have helped Craig along the way, um, putting themselves in the shop window uh, when the time does come. But uh, you know, there, there's, when the time does come, yeah, we'll work through that internally, and then uh, you know, there's uh, there's plenty of uh, you know, support that I've got to, at. at Storm across the board in the shareholder group that uh, you know when the time comes we'll make the right call with uh, with Craig but uh, you know we'd love to see him coach as long as he can so mm. yeah he's, he's the best in the business he's certainly proven that time and time again yeah Dave we've got the um, of course the origin and then your off season then your pre season now at this stage is there a, is there plans in place just in case you need to be relocated to the Sunshine Coast for the 2021 season after Christmas. Uh, initially, we looked at it um, just given the the numbers in in Melbourne, but um, you know the the COVID numbers today there was zero uh, mm, numbers yeah. uh, zero community transmission, so it's a terrific outcome. Um, uh, I think for the last one or two months we've been planning to be back in Melbourne, just given the the trend and the data uh, from the the infection rate, and um, uh, you know we're, we're certainly planning to be back at Amy Park come um, come preseason. Uh, contingency there won't be Queensland; it'll be uh, a regional Victoria. So, yeah, certainly, um, you know, as the Melbourne Storm with Victoria's team, and want to get back home. So, uh, we can't wait to do so. And you know, when we do celebrate um, with our our members and our fans, a, a premiership. Yeah, no doubt at all, Dave. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on Sports Day, Dave Donaghy, the Melbourne Storm CEO. And uh, yeah, I hope you uh, get to celebrate real soon with uh, with the players. The the uh, this coaching staff and with your fans, mate. Thanks again for joining us. Pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Good Dave. stuff, right? I better get to the break. I know we've had a strong Melbourne Storm influence tonight, but that's what comes with uh, the territory. When you win a grand final, we will talk a bit more about the Panthers soon. We're actually going to talk about the AFL grand final and how it's stacked up uh, television audience-wise in our hot topic next sports day for Kia. Doing it. Uh, we'll be back soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. And red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Now, Hot Topic Time. It is for Pharmacy Sleep Services. Test yourself for sleep apnea. Uh, let's let's put the NRL and AFL Grand Finals head-to-head. Scotty Sattler, uh, 
both of them unusual in that uh, in these COVID times. They were, well, they're uh, always a there's bit always strange. an argument, isn't all badge this time of year about or leading into either grand finals, who's got the best entertainment? Yes, and who's going to watch the most? All right, well, we can t- I can tell you who watched the most. You tell me who had the best entertainment. I didn't really watch the entertainment much. You, okay, you're mm-hmm. into all that stuff, or you did watch it both? Yeah, I'll watch it. I was still getting home from the Cox Plate down at the pub for the AFL uh, pre-game, so I yep. didn't see that. And I saw a little bit of the NRL with Amy Shark. Yep. And my wife actually said, she's good, but it's just not inspiring. She's a bit soft or something like that. She used words like that. Very was mellow. It, was it mellow? Mm. Yeah, it wasn't quite right. How did the AFL stack up? The entertainment? Yeah. Uh, start was ordinary, some covers. Hey, listen, you've got to take into account that we can't bring bands in across borders, so... Um, Were they lip-syncing anyway? No. And then no. the lead singer of Wolf Mother was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I Joker heard uh, Joker and Thief. I heard that really yep. ramped it up. Yep. yep. And then Halftime Shepherd, who are a Brisbane band, they're outstanding. Mm, right. Really good vibe. Okay. Now, yep. have you got anything positive to say about the NRL? I liked Amy Shark, and I'm a really big fan of Amy Shark. I just think the song selection was a little bit wrong. I mean, Did she do an In Excess? She, she brought in Andrew song? Farish and also... Um, Kurt Pengelly, Pengelly yeah. which was outstanding, but I just thought it was the wrong song. Uh, it, yeah, it, it just wasn't amped up. It was a little bit mellow. They should have asked you, Sats, about this. Some of these well, people. I was a little bit disappointed, Badge, because I was at karaoke last Saturday night at a Korean restaurant, mm. and my karaoke would have fit right in with some of the acts at the AFL. Is that what you're saying? They're, they're pretty ordinary. Oh, the first ones are a little Jeez. bit ordinary. But... All right. Well, the numbers numbers were like this. The AFL yep. up 30% on last year's grand final. The biggest audience they've had since 2016, 3.8 million viewers tuned in. Now, let's remember it was a night grand final Yep. for the first time. Better for kids. It was, yes. It on a was, Saturday night, um, that is. It was also unique in that it was played at another... State. It was played at the Gabba. Mm-hmm. It was played. It was in Queensland. I wonder if extra people tuned in because of that. I'm certain a lot of Queenslanders would have tuned in. I think that absolutely haven't, would have. haven't previously. Uh, maybe even more people from uh, from New South Wales as well. The that was 3.8 million. The NRL last night drew 2.9 million. Yep. So that's about where the AFL was last year, around 2.9. So they've absolutely they've cleaned up. So TV audience, TV executives. They're going to say, let's stick to the night grand final. There'll be some pressure on there, on the AFL, simply because of the dollars they can make by having a night grand final. If it means somewhere around eight or 900,000 extra viewers, it could mean a fair bit of money in their Absolutely. pockets. Well, I think Saturday night badge, what, 6.30 bounce ball, 7.30, whether it's 7.30 New saving. South Wales time, um, 6.30 Queensland. You've also got... Families that are able to watch. You've got kids that are able to tune in as well because Saturday afternoon, depending what time of the year it is, and all the year round, kids are playing sports. So Saturday afternoon is invariably sports time for the kids. Yep. So difficult to get a large portion of the audience to be able to watch a grand final, and especially in Queensland. Um, Did it no, help that no it was, Queensland it was teams in the rugby too, league so no, or the AFL? No so they out. would have tuned in. Yeah, it would have been also. Could have helped. So um, a lot of mitigating factors, I think. Yeah. Um, and with the rugby league, because as a Melbourne team, we know that Sydney like to tee off on Melbourne and Victor- anything Victorian. I feel as though that a lot of rugby league fans wouldn't have made it a priority to watch mm, because perhaps. it was a Melbourne side. Perhaps. So, um, yeah, AFL has really had a a big win on that. And, yeah, as I said, I won't be surprised if there's a, a bit of pressure on the AFL to 
to have a, a night grand final. What do you think? Uh, what about night Victoria? Grand, night grand final. Sorry, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. Our talkback number, or you can text us. We've got some texts here already about uh, last night's game. Uh, you can text us on zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Matt the Panther. He'd, He'd be hurting to, today, a little bit like be, me. Yeah. Hi, boys. Congrats to the Storm and Pappenhausen. I thought Nelson should have gotten the Churchill. He, he, was, he, he was thought good. he was a good badge. Yeah. Uh, the experience showed in Ivan uh, Cleary changing of Brett Naden. What was he thinking? It was a great season overall. Well, in hindsight. Well, they, they started Tyrone May last week and had a, a good yep. win. Mm. So that was um, that was against the, uh, the, the Bunnies. Sporty Gab said the same. I felt the decision to start Tyrone May instead of Brett Naden was puzzling. Nain has been outstanding all season. Also, Sturlow was missing from the grand final commentary. Oh, he was in the was pregame. He? he was in the pregame shows, the footy show. Yeah. Well, oh, that's a big out. Sturlow mm. being replaced—that's bigger than Brent Naden not making it. Well, that, look, to be fair, if that had just happened off the cuff and uh, and but 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 he tried it last week and it worked for them. And Tyrone May was very good. And defensively, he's a better defender. He doesn't yep. miss as many tackles. And he, but Naden, when he came on, gee, he made a difference on he's that right side, didn't really he? Really good. Yeah, got a good ball away and made a couple of busts. So it's easy to take pot shots at Ivan Cleary if they'd come back and won. Maybe we'd all be saying he was a genius. Hey, Badge, also about the uh, the bigger numbers, Victorious was still in lockdown on the weekend, so couldn't do anything else. Oh, yes. So could have played a huge part Every as well. Every Victorian would have, uh, yeah. would have watched the game. All right, that's our hot topic for pharmacy sleep services. Always tired. Visit your local pharmacy and test yourself for sleep apnea. Break time, sports day. We'll come back with our good, bad and ugly. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. And red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yeah, what did you think? Badge and Sats here on Sports Day. Do you think the best team won? Uh, well, I can tell you, Emma at Mount Gambier says exactly that on her text. Guys, it was a good, fast-paced game. I liked it, and the best team won. Sats, you got some more texts there? Yeah, it's, uh, Panthers were absolutely too frantic. Too many errors. Kick out giving a penalty while in possession in his own half. Cleary fails to find touch. Cleary throws an intercept, and Panthers overall ball, poor ball control. Means you don't beat the storm on grand final day, and you yeah. know what? That nails it. It does. Yeah. It absolutely does. You just can't Good afford text. to make too many mistakes. That's mm. uh, no doubt at all. All right, let's do this. Now on Sports Day, it's time for Badge and Sats the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, my good is a young player who is so refreshing. He's a throwback to the 70s or 80s, I think, badge. Mm. You would have played with a lot of players that uh, had the same attitude as this guy off the field. Free and easy, pretty carefree. I'm talking of none other than the hectic cheese, Brandon Smith. His interview with Freddie Fittler after the grand final was outstanding. This is what it was, this is what it was like. I got the ring and um, yeah, it's for sale. I need to pay for all the beers. I'm about to sink. I can't wait to take this back home to my mum and dad. You know, everything uh, they sacrificed to put me in this position that I'm in right now, and uh, this is definitely for them. So, who's uh, your drinking partner? 
Uh, I'll take anyone as long as they'll drink a lot. Can we not give Josh out of the car too much? Can we hold him back? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we'll, we'll, we'll get Christian Rose too drunk to play Origin. So yeah, yeah, Munster, we can get Munster on the drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll probably uh, do something stupid, so let's go. What about your coach and captain? What do you got to say about them? <laughs> uh, mate, to the captain, I uh, hope he can play on. I know it's a tough situation for me, but I wouldn't want him carrying me to another uh, couple of rings. So uh, I don't think we should force him out of the game. I think he decides whatever he wants to do. And to Craig, he does nothing uh, pretty much all year. And uh, Craig, uh, Smitty <laughs> does all the coaching. So, uh, yeah, he's just uh, getting paid lots of money to do uh, pistol. <laughs> Brandon oh, Smith. What a good idea. idea. Uh, what yes. are you, Badge? What's you good can... for you? <laughs> I just love that. It's great. Hey, I'll tell you a couple of things for me. Uh, bit of Sam Backo really about him. Yes. Now, you just read a text out about Nathan Cleary making mistakes. But Nathan Cleary scoring a try in the 80-minute game, all that uh, of the game and, and giving him a, a slight chance. All of that was outstanding. The, the kid, he didn't have a great game. He had a tough afternoon, but he just kept plugging away till the end. The other one for me that was good was great. 16-minute AFL quarters in the grand final. I thought they were going to go back to those 45-minute quarters or whatever they had. 16s, it's have, just the right amount of time. I have to admit, Badge, I don't mind the, I don't mind the, uh, the full quarters in, in AFL because I, I love AFL. I love watching how fast-paced it, it is. It just goes on and But on. I, I did find the 16-minute quarters, especially in the grand final, was um, great. Yeah, set a hectic pace. And mm. it becomes not survival of the fittest. It becomes survival of the fastest to be able to put, think on your feet and – Dusty Martin was the one that could think the fastest. What about Dusty oh Martin. my god, Those goals it's freakish. What was bad for you, Badge? Uh, I, I just, I just don't like the anti-storm sentiment. There's just for me. I understand people don't like certain teams, but um, you know, people go back and they go, "What about the wrestle?" Well, that's not, we're not doing that anymore. Six again, and they still won. Yeah, um, they they've got the they've got the probably the best ever coach. And best ever player. Yeah. And they're a very, very good side that's hard to beat, and they deserve to win that grand final. You know what, Badge? Watching, you know, as we're sitting here on the big screen watching uh, NRL 360, and um, part of the the topics that are raised very early on in the show are Storm Cam Smith uh, questioning the momentum swing with the coach and all the negatives around the Melbourne Storm. We've just got to be able, whether you like the Melbourne Storm or not, You've just got to sit back. You've got to admire mm. how resilient they are, what they went through this year, along with the Warriors as well. As good as they are, they, um, yeah, they, they teach everyone how to play another another brand of rugby league. My yeah. bad. That leads um, you to your bad, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, my bad is, uh, well, yeah, I was going to say the sin bidding of Jerome Hughes. I didn't think it was worth a sin bidding, but mm. my real bad is the Penrith Panthers turning up at their um, their training facility this morning to uh, drown their sorrows after losing the grand final. And bad, you know when players, they... They bring, you know, bring what? They bring a couple of stubby, a couple of cartons of beer, whatever it may be. And Mitch Kenny, their 18th man, walking with a couple of cartons of watermelon cruisers. Oh. Men don't drink those. Oh, that's not good. Rugby league players don't drink those. Oh, Josh Dugan and Blake Ferguson would have. <laughs> they did too, actually. That's bad. Uh, my ugly was the bunker rewarding the Brian Toto try. That just should not it have was been ugly. awarded. They yeah. got that wrong. But uh, And Sats, for you? My ugly is me at half time. Oh, you weren't. You yeah. wouldn't have been happy. Were you doing a Craig Bellamy? Were you kicking chairs? And no, I didn't have a happy head on Met my... him. They've got the game won, yeah. and he's kicking chairs in the back. He's just such a competitor, <laughs> Craig Bellamy. Well, that's our good, bad, and ugly. Sats and Badge here with you on Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorrento has landed. This is Sports Day for Kia. Badge and Sats on a Monday night.
listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.